3: White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks well-known friends three thought-provoking questions, or washed down with three glasses of wine. Now, this week, I am joined by not one, but two of the stars of the upcoming series of ITV's Dancing on Ice. First up, he is a veteran there on the rink from the very first show. He's been there since 2006. Is it really 2006? In that time, he's partnered Emmerdale, Suzanne Shaw. They won. EastEnders, Bonnie Langford, third place. Last year, the GC.
4: (laughs) I'm still here to talk about it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, just about. And this time around, he is making television history as one half of the first same-sex duo with Steps' H. Ian Watkins. Matt Evers, what a pleasure to have you on. Let's find out who's joining you. Hot from the ice, a magician, Ben Hamlin. Please don't uh, take anything from my wine glasses that aren't already there. I don't want you turning this into, I don't know. Water? (laughs) I've got a packet of crisps on standby if you want to turn them into 50,000 loaves. Ben, um, you're a former CBBC presenter and also on uh, ITV2's Tricked.
2: Yes, going undercover and pranking celebrities using magic. But I'm trying to be nice now and skate around with them for a while.
3: How, 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 who have you pranked?
2: Uh, I suppose one of the most famous ones was Blue. Um, put, put Simon Webb in a caravan. The caravan went over a cliff.
1: What? <laughs> you not seen this? Oh no. It's Where's it, my Google? got
2: so many complaints. <laughs> IT. Yeah. So it was basically, they're, they're at the edge of a cliff. They've got no idea they're being filmed. I'm undercover. I go, oh, let's get you into wardrobe caravan. Caravan starts moving As it starts moving, Lee Ryan, you've got to check this out, does the best Phoebe from Friends run ever, starts chasing it going, get out, get out now, you're going to die. Right? It goes over the cliff, smashes. Lee Ryan drops to his knees and starts crying, we had to edit that out a little he bit. He wept,
3: actual genuine and we tears. Had to,
2: we popped up out of some hay bales and went, it's just a gag. <laughs> oh my um, God. So yeah, so we do that a lot. I'm, I'm, just guessing,
3: done... I'm guessing there wasn't one love no, in that moment. No, there was not. Um, <laughs> literally,
2: what you didn't see is we went to the pub afterwards and they had to just knock back some whiskeys just to like steady their nerve because they were like, I thought my friend had just died. <laughs> but it's blue, so it's allowed, isn't it? Yeah. It's fine.
3: So I love that you've you've, you've kind of transitioned from, from kids' telly to almost killing... One of our finest boy well, bands. Well, I
2: actually I actually had to quit my job. When I did CBBC, they said, what are you doing? I had to explain the things we were doing late night. It's a bit rude. I went, right, you can't work here anymore. Really? So I had to quit CBBC to wind up Blue and other people. Oh,
3: can I just can I just reimagine your leaving party with Mr. Tumble there?
2: He wasn't actually. He was he was out on another gig. No, it was um, w- a the Andy Oldsock. there? Do you, know do, you know do you know what? I'll tell you about my leaving party. And if anyone from the is watching, take note. I left about a month after Ian Sterling left. Ian oh, no. Sterling, voice of Love Island, yeah. very good. He'd yeah. been there years. He was like the golden boy, and I was like I'd only been there nine months. He had a massive leaving party. Every, all the big names, Dick and Dom, Sam and Mark, they're all there, right? Gordon the Gopher, made all the appearance. greats, all the big names, right. Massive huge it was I left uh, Literally the last link I went oh, It's my last day today See you then And they came in with a mug
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: went I went Good one guys Good. One. Here we Where, we Where is, it? is it Where is it That was it So you like Booted out That was it Seriously. No party No party I don't know what I'd done But anyway
3: well, what you did then is go on to That's almost fine. kill Blue and trick a whole load of celebrities. Well, have you have you ever been game enough to try and trick someone like the GC? That, that you I know?
2: have. What we did with her, we took her to a woods and she thought she was the new face of a, a beer brand called the Bear Beer Brand. And as, a, as an advert, you need to get the bear in the advert. Right. So we like hired this... Bear, Butts or but no, like, like an, an animal. animal bear. Bear. Oh my okay. god, look at
3: your mind, <laughs> clean it. It's not that I mean, the wine's
2: a, me already. It's a different <laughs> advert uh, on a different website. Uh, <laughs> but so, we basically hired an animatronic bear that looked like a real bear, right? And we I've and seen this. strapped her to a tree, <laughs> and then the bear started going nuts and attacking her. And anyway, so she, she like gets, she storms off, she gets free, she storms <laughs> off. I put my head out of this bear suit and go, It's me. And thinking to go, oh, you little scamp you. She didn't say that. What she did say, You
1: fucking <laughs> <c->
2: <laughs> <laughs> stormed off, got in her car, was yelling at her manager, forgot that the mic was still on, right? So we can hear this and they go, What? Why do you think this is funny? Oh, you're fired, you're done, you're over, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear like you hear people go, Yeah, you might want to um you might want to finish the scene and go back, otherwise we can't really pay you that fee. Funny enough, we finished the scene. And it was
3: lovely. <laughs> and she See, she's it. a professional. She go. is good. She obviously had a bit of a
2: fright. Yeah, no, it, and we, and that is expected. You are winding people up, and you don't know how they're going to react. But okay. do you know, what she has forgiven me. She was brilliant. And yeah, because uh, you guys just hung out last weekend. Yeah, exactly. So we, you're,
3: you're, yeah. she's appearing on the Christmas special.
4: That is correct. Which goes out when? Uh, Sunday. This the, Sunday, the twenty-second. So yeah. we're,
3: we're talking to you on Friday now. If you're catching up and you're listening later in the week, you might have missed it. Go back and, and, you know, be on demand. So GC forgave you matt were you doing the christmas special with the gc again
4: i'm not actually skating with her on this um unfortunately because i've got other duties this year obviously with the new celeb and there's the christmas show is it's pretty incredible it's it's almost 90 percent professional it's what everybody really wants to see it's It's kind of like it's
3: like vegas on ice yeah
4: completely vegas it's just an absolute spectacular and then the new cast of 2020 ben included Mm -hmm. um have a kind of an intro number and then there's a big sort of family group number at the end of it. So it's it's pretty awesome. And then GC makes an appearance here and there throughout the
2: show. And you've also got Ray Quinn's back for another number. He was uh, just, let's be honest, he's the best celebrity that's been on the so show. Ray so was, Ray
3: was one of the contestants when I was hosting X Factor yeah. and I could see from the get-go that Ray is just one of those guys that can do
2: everything yeah and he really can and
3: he's really nice with it so annoying
2: isn't it you always wonder why certain because youtube obviously has absolutely everything that's ever existed i've been going back and watching first first dances of every single celeb ever and you watch ray quinn's first dance show one you're like that's that's amazing and like he was just brilliant wasn't he just amazing i mean and
4: there is a reason why he was the champion of champions when dancing on ice did sort of the end all be all of the series and this was what about four four or five years ago now and he, I mean, he literally was probably, if he would have skated when he was a kid, he would have been world or Olympic champion. Do you think
3: so? 100%. 100%. Well, listen, on that, on that tip, I came down to the launch last week and I was watching some of you guys in action and Perry mm-hmm. from Diversity. Let's just take a moment because Aaron, every one of the new celebs, including yourself mm-hmm. Ben. I mm-hmm. said to you, who do you think the competition is? And you said, there's two competitions. There's us lot, and then there's Perry. Mm. Is he that
2: good? He really is. I mean, you're the expert, so yeah. what do you think? Perry is
4: something like we've never seen before. Perry ha- obviously comes from an incredible dance background. He comes from a trick background because mm. that's what diversity is all about. Um, he's also, you know, 22, 23 years old, so he's fearless. Half the battle with dancing on ice and learning how to ice skate is the fear.
3: Yeah. Putting
4: the fear aside and just getting on with the job. Yeah. And with Perry, I I can safely say he is possibly as good as some of the pros that are out there. Whoa,
2: whoa! It's big. It,
4: it, and we we haven't even started the competition yet. Yeah, it's I- it, it's going to be incredible to see what Vanessa does with him, how far they get in the show. you know. I hope that we don't get into a situation with Aston Marigold where in strictly he was so good from the beginning. People, people just didn't assume, vote for him because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. thought
3: you've got it in the bag. Yeah. So, qu- so question number one, gentlemen. When was, when was the last time you knew you were on thin ice? and How did you survive the situation?
2: Hmm. How thin are we talking the ice cake?
3: Well, well so after you, you almost killed Blue, killed Blue yeah. and upset Jen and Collins, I mean, I don't know where else we can go with you, Ben.
2: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, I suppose at work, I, I, I get stuff wrong all the time. Right, so being a magician, right, you have to fail. Like, you, every time you do a trick, if you've seen a magician do a trick, chances are he's failed at that trick a bunch yeah. of times. Like with you guys, right? You literally learn a trick on the ice. You yeah. have to fail until it clicks, right? Yeah. So the only thing is, often I'll be in front of a big audience... And a trick will go wrong. And sometimes there is no way of getting out of it. The ice is gone. So I literally do a thing. um, It was about... I'll I'll give you the recent one and then I'll give you probably the best one. But the recent one... I was in front, it was um. It was actually at Butlins in the summer. It was a two and a half thousand seater. And I did this big thing where the whole show builds this. This guy, the, loads of people had thought of songs and they put it in this box and this guy picks a song and I spend the whole show coming back to this guy. And at the end, I tell him the song and I get the whole audience first of all to sing the song back to him. And then he, the whole audience is singing this song. I go, what was the song you thought of? And he went, yeah, that's, that's the plan. That's what's supposed to happen, right? Yeah. That's how the show ends. Everyone ends on a massive high. Yeah. Right, brilliant. Two and a half thousand people. Brilliant, Lovely. What actually happened was, I, get the, I thought this guy, I know what he's thinking. He's thinking of the Beatles, Hey Jude. i got the whole audience. How, the how do you do that? How do you know uh, that? Uh, the misspent youth is what that was. That's a different story. Is it, is it magic
3: circle stuff I magic, can never know? It's not know. magic
2: powers. It's um. It's, it's a certain set of tools that I've got that I use. A bit like a rubbish Liam Neeson in Taken. I've got a certain set of skills right. that I try and figure out and guess and get to get to the answer. Right? Oh, I want to so, know so
3: more. I mean, can do... I be your Debbie McGee?
2: I've got one. Her name's uh, Carlotta now. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can get rid
3: of her, babe. She's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <It's> relatively helpful. <laughs> anyway, so, so I've done this whole, the whole thing. Got to the show. I go, 2,000 people, I know what the song is. And I get them all to sing Hey Jude, and I go, John, before we go, what was the song in your head? And he went, Oasis, Wonderwall. <laughs> I went, oh, oh, yeah, good one. No, no, seriously. And he went, no, it's Oasis, Wonderwall. Oh, how'd you start that And out? literally, all the crowd go, oh. He's going to do that thing now where there's a twist. And I went, see that, guys. <laughs> oh. Bye. Just ended the show like that. You tumbleweeded. Oh, my tumbleweeded, God. Did yeah. you just yeah. walk off stage at that point? Uh, well, that was the end. That was the end. That was the Were big you... ending. I've got a worse one. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, I'm in a pub. Some bloke goes, you're a magician. Show us a trick. I said, my fr- he's a friend of a friend. He goes, my friend says you're a magician. And I don't normally, literally, I don't carry stuff. I'm not one of those guys that's constantly on. I'm like, that yeah. done. Anyway, I had a few drinks. I went, yeah, I'll show you something. Mate, well, of course I will. I haven't got give me, Give me that ring you're wearing. This kid gives me his ring. And I take the ring and I make the ring vanish. And I sneakily stick it on his shoulder. Watch your hands, Kate. There we go. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I sneakily stick it on his shoulder. And I go, have a look on your shoulder. As he goes to touch the ring, he knocks it on the floor, hits the bar, shoots across the bar. Right? He doesn't see this. No one else in the room sees this bar me. I see it in slow motion. I'm going, no, it's gone, right? So I go, nobody move. It's on the floor. He does that thing where he goes, Oh, I love it when this happens. Magician pretends that he's got it. I'm like, no, mate, it's on the floor. It's on the floor. (laughs) And he goes, Oh, gone. Where's it going to end up then? Where's it going to end up? I go, well, nowhere if we don't find this. And it's packed, this bar, packed. Can't find it. I'm on my hands and knees at this point. I'm covered in barge. <laughs> oh. Ten minutes, fifteen minutes later, this guy's going. No, where's it? Go? I'm like, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. It hit the f- It's gone. It's gone. We need to move on. I'll buy you a pint. And this guy's like 22. I'm thinking it's a bit of costume jewelry or whatever. I go, just out of curiosity, what, um, what was? Did that ring mean anything to you? And he went, yeah. It's my dead, dead granddad's ring. <gasps> oh. I inherited it when he died. Oh. And I've not taken it off since the day he died.
3: Oh.
2: Well, there's your pint, mate. I'm off. See you later. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't. Well, I, mean, I probably should have bought him two pints. I know what you're saying. Um, I gave him a <laughs> pint. And I, I literally left the night. I went, I can't carry on my night out. I just left. I just walked out. Oh so I was on thin ice. I could see it happening. Couldn't do anything about it. I'm trying to think. I really
4: don't have, I mean, nothing like that. Like in, live
3: on the telly? Not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> I
4: mean, not that bad. I mean, that is like career fail. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I think probably, yeah, the most recent one would have been the last series of Dancing on Ice, Skating with the GC. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, it, it's a bit me, but it's also a bit her. Because the week that we got voted out, so the way the format of the show works is you do your main skate the judges vote, and yeah. then the public, between the combination of the public, as well as the judges put you into the bottom two, and then you have to do a skate-off. So we, this week, I think it was week six of 10, we get put into the skate-off. And she had said to me that morning when we, she came into the studio, cause Gemma really kind of is into the whole, you know, not magical thing, but mystical thing. And, you know, she's a bit psychic and can kind of feel energies and this, then, and the other.
3: That's a rubber crystal.
4: So we get put into the skate-off, and long story short, we had never rehearsed the skate off because what? she never really wanted to do it.
3: Was, and was, she was, she always... not, was she not as keen as Ben at 5 a.m. with the rehearsal times? No. Okay.
4: N- nah, babes. Nah. <laughs> as she says. So I'm thinking, shit, I don't even know the music. Like, I know what the music is, but I have no idea what, what the edit the is. Hold on. This, I,
2: you're going to the skate off and you've not. No. Okay, good to know. Yep.
4: Yeah. I'm see, I told you I'm real professional, yeah, right?
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't even remember. It was probably it was, I think it was a Beyonce track or something. Of course. So Deeper. Yeah. So we get out there and I'm like, oh God. We skated, I think we skated second in out of the two couples. And I look, she looked at me and she was like, What am I gonna do? I'm like, well. I asked you this eight or six weeks ago. We needed a skate off. What are you gonna do now? And she went, I'm just gonna skate around and wave, babes. I'm just gonna skate around and say thank you and wave. I'm like, Okay, great, I'll follow you. So you went out.
2: No So at
4: this point I'm like, I'm gonna lose my job. Right, because I've not done my job. I've not gotten her to a point to where she can. And I, in my head, I'm thinking like our exec producer's gonna come calling, and Philip and Holly are stood there watching, like what is going on. The director behind the camera in the gallery, like this, that, and the other. I'm she, literally, you had no on skate things. off, nothing. nothing. She was
3: just gonna do like a royal wave, a, literally a, a wa- royal a
4: wave for a minute and a half. That's <laughs>
3: a long time in telly.
4: <laughs> so it starts, and I had kind of given her, okay, just start there, turn out, roll in. You know, like I'm talking her through this as we're doing it, and then she separates. From me. And I was like, okay, we're just gonna like moonwalk-ish back to like can she moonwalk? She could she could get herself around. I mean, what wasn't a real moonwalk, but uh-huh. it was you know hard on looked, skates, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So at this point, she decides to turn left and I'm going right. <laughs> and she's backing up, right? This little shimmy she's doing. And I'm thinking, where is she? Oh my god, she's actually going through the tunnel. The she's tunnel leaving. is the way out of the studio. <laughs> Was that and what there's she was still for? and there's still a minute left of this routine <laughs> and she's just waving at me and I looked at her and I mouthed don't you effing think about it <laughs> and if you watch it back really? you can actually say oh, it. you can good. you can you can actually watch like
3: Okay everyone at the end of this podcast yes. you know what to google. Yeah.
4: So needless to say I skated over to her quite quickly grabbed her pulled her out and we just skated what around the What did you do to her around for yeah. 60 seconds? It was it was quite humiliating. Yeah. Wow. Not a career highlight for did sure. Did you leave that week? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you I don't think there was a vote. They yeah. just they opened up the barn door and they said, "Gemma, leave. There's a
3: taxi for you, babe. Yeah. Off you go."
4: It was I mean, at the end of the day, she she's apologized for some of her behavior, you know, like she came to LA after the series and we shot her her TV series.
3: And what did she apologize for, Matt? She night?
4: apologized for her, for her behavior in regards to not showing up on time, um, you know, canceling at the last minute. Uh, not having
3: a skate off number Not having a skate off <laughs> yeah. number
4: Which I, I do need to remind her of that <laughs> What week was but that by the way? That was week six That's
3: good She That's did good. well to last that long And I think yeah. a lot of people thought That when she did the fall That she'd she'd kind of planned that And I don't think that was the case Was it Matt?
4: Not at all You cannot You cannot fake a fall Like the fall that she did Like a proper belly flop yeah. If she would have planned it, you would have seen her hands come out to try yeah. and stop herself. It looked painful. It was very painful. Must have been
3: worrying for you as her partner as well.
4: It was, yeah. Well, I saw her. I remember her going down and thinking, "Oh my God, she's hit her face." And all oh. I could see was teeth on the ice. And it was because we had small, we had smoke and fog on yeah. that, you know, that 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 number and that routine. And that's part of the reason why I skated around the front of her. If you go back and watch the clip, first off, to try and stop her from hitting the ball or the edge of the ice, and then to see what her face looked like when, when, you know, she picked her head up. I wasn't even sure if she was going to pick her head up.
3: Ben, I'm going to leave you in charge of topping up, and I'm going to move to question two.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
3: This year you're you're literally breaking new ground. You're we are. You are with with i I'm so excited. It's it's pretty
4: incredible. Yeah. It's an
1: iconic
4: pairing. It's it just feels like it's meant to be. You know, so I think it's it, you, so and you and H or and Oh not you H. too. Oh, i I'm
1: just well,
3: asking I, the question. You know, ben, <laughs> it's interesting you saying that because, you know, I came down, I covered it for Lorraine last week. Yeah, yeah. H did you admit that there's definite chemistry.
2: <laughs> Is that?
4: I heard that clip. I yeah? heard that clip. Um, the thing about it is, is I'm very much a professional, right? And and H and I and I even I have... know
2: you. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I, When's that? I have never had a
4: showmance. I've never been able to have a showmance because I'm a gay man, and I've always, you know, skated with with females. Yeah. And this is the first time when this situation could potentially spur something. It could mess. Um, it yeah. I, yeah. I think at this stage, I'm so focused on making sure that we're getting our job done, that I haven't looked into the social aspect of our relationship. I haven't looked at him as a potential partner outside of the rink. Yeah. You know, but I've never said never.
3: I would love nothing more than to see two good friends that I love dearly come together and turn the show into the manse, But I'm not going to push any harder for now. <laughs> gonna let you get on with your skating. Skating but first. But what I will say is, a lovely man. He he's is a very lovely children. man. Beautiful children. There's a ready-made family there.
4: You're um, right. I'll leave it there. They live in a beautiful village. They do. Oh, you've been seeing the kids. In of the course, village, he's been you? around the house. Well, I actually haven't been to the house. Well, you yet. Should. So you <laughs> should. You should. You <laughs>
3: should say, well, we're going to change this when we get it together. So, yeah. <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> take... <That> kitchen's going. <laughs> what are
2: you taking over on Christmas Day? Have you, do you know what you bring in?
4: um at christmas day actually i'm gonna volunteer for um lgbt uh, youth shelter oh, okay. so method. but yeah fun, fun. i'm and um,
3: there's before we move on to your first big question i just want to, to to kind of pay respects to the fact that this is a big thing for the lgbt community it is and john barrowman who's just joined you guys as a judge on dancing and ice was saying the same that he's never seen himself represented mm-hmm. on a show like this and what's interesting is like my son who's 11 when i explained that you were dancing with h he's like and i know right, it's they amazing, just, right? right? right. because they just because thank goodness that's that's the generation we're raising yeah. but this is a big deal in your community and and do you feel do you feel a, res- a sense of responsibility but more importantly a huge sense of pride
4: both and i think it's 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 both of those equally I have a massive sense of pride because of that the network has chosen me mm-hmm. to to take part in this and to do this and to expose this to the world. Um, and when they announced it and it was the front page of The Sun, I mean, after 13 years of being on the show, I never would have imagined that. I, I mean, my face was 10 times bigger than Boris's and I just raised my like fist to that. I was like, I yes, mean, first and foremost. I mean, I
3: mean it's yeah. It's a completely different front page than yeah. face planting with GC, isn't it? Exactly,
4: Yeah. exactly. Um, but then... As well, I think it's, I, I feel a massive responsibility because I want to do this justice. I want to make sure that we set the goalpost correctly. I don't want it to be ba- Blades of Glory, you know, and that was a couple of comments had come through to be like, oh, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be so much funny to watch, you know, so funny to watch Blades of Glory on ice. And I was like, no, no, that's not the point. The point is, is that we are trying to make this normal. We are trying to represent the community to, like you said, your son. They don't see the difference. They don't. You know, it's like my nie- nieces and nephews, they don't see race. They don't mm. see sexuality. They don't see the color of somebody's skin. And it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I think if the rest of the world can slowly start to transition, and slowly start to understand that we are just all humans at the end of the day, we yeah. are one soul. Um yeah, it could be a really, a really beautiful place.
2: Yeah, physically, right? So I've obviously, this is all new to me. So I've yeah. got such a huge respect for this whole sport and, and show, and that I, you know, just, you, you spend that much time in the ice. So physically, how different is this to anything you've ever done? Because you've been doing this forever, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, the
3: lifts have to be yeah, different, exactly. right? Because mm-hmm. when you lift, a lift I mean, I'm, and yeah. I say this because. I've, d- I've done a little bit of strictly, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't like to talk about it. <laughs> but when somebody lifts you, for example, I've been lifted by my inner thigh. Now, I yep. don't have the same equipment mm-hmm. to, be, to be mindful of as maybe H would. A
4: man would, correct.
3: Yeah. Because, and, and if uh, if you clip a man in his sensitive areas, mm. the dance does not go on because he's bent over double crying, swearing like an abby. <laughs> 100%. Yeah.
4: If there is there's a few differences. Uh, but again, this has never been done before. So we don't quite know what to expect every time we try something new. Yes, I can lift him first and foremost. He can't lift me just because of the size difference. But in regards to... It, it, what's the difference between anybody else that I've ever skated with before? There really isn't a difference. Yeah. And it really surprised me that first couple the first week that we were together and I was really training him. The only thing was typically if I put my hand out to you and I say, take my hand as a man, quote unquote, your hand, your palm is normally up. As a female, you typically put your palm down to hold the man's hand. True. Right? Weird. So when we both looked no, at each but other... It's
3: not weird. It's, it's, it's very common practice. Yeah. Never it's, thought it's a about cultural that.
4: thing. It's, it's common practice. But if I say to Ben, put your hand out, yes. oh, we yeah, both yeah, go yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very first day was quite... Uh, I always tell my partners, we're going to get very personal very quickly. I'm going to touch you in places your husband may not as, may not have touched you, you know, in a few years, X, Y, Z. This is just Depends part of Depends on how the good job. your
2: marriage and is, babe. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually you get on the ice.
4: And then you get on the ice, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, um... The very first day we were I was teaching him this spin and he reached around my back and I said, you know, grab my waist. He <laughs> grab my waist and oh. basically it was a full um What's the word? Oh shoot! Inspection? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a rear-end inspection. <laughs> and, I, and I vocalized it. I went, ah, oh, that's my hole. <laughs> like, that's not my waist. So you do get personal quite quickly. It's like
3: a science yeah. lesson.
4: Yeah, it's an anatomy it's like redis- lesson. we like rediscovering
3: yeah. the anatomy yeah. and what you can and can't hold in the palm of your hand. So apart from skating, if you could partner, thank you, with anyone in history to do anything at all, who would it be and what would you do?
4: Mm, that's beautiful what a great question mm, I know exactly what I would do Will go because go, I've got to think so I lost my mom when I was 17 to mm. cancer um, my parents divorced well, that's when such I was
3: a difficult age Matt
4: yeah it really was senior year of high school just kind of finding out who you are my skating my competitive skating career was just taking off on the national and the world level on sort of the world circuit getting looked at by skating federations of okay this could be an, you know the next Olympic Paris you know skater this that and the other um, she had battled cancer for about twelve years or so. My parents had divorced when I was three, uh, remarried when I was my dad remarried when when I was five. So I didn't have the best re- relationship with my mom. Um, I mean, we were cordial and everything, but she was really never around.
3: So she didn't raise you. Your dad did with my his new partner. Me.
4: Yeah, yeah. So wow, when wow, that's parents, unusual. Very unusual. What my, can,
3: can I ask why?
4: My mom was. We're going to go back a couple of generations now. My mom was. Um, 21 when she had me. She was the eldest of seven. Wow. Uh, my grandfather was away at war. He was actually based here in England, based in Bovington, at no the, s- where the where studio is. No way.
3: Nice. Weird.
4: Very strange.
3: Yeah, full circle.
4: Um, so, basically, while my grandfather was away at war, my mom raised all the kids. So by the time she was 21, 22, and she had her own, she, w- she was ready to be done. Mm. And I think through, I don't know, you know, with, I'm, I don't know the ins and in the ins and outs of my parents relationship, but they lasted a couple of years. And then when she, when they divorced, she basically put me on my dad's doorstep and said, he's yours. I love him, but I, I need to find myself. So she went off on a trek, and she, we, at that point, we're living in Minnesota. Um, she moved to Florida and that's where she resided for, you know, the rest of her life. Wow. So I think if I could, Partner anybody in any situation anywhere in the world, it would be to go to Greenwich Park and have a picnic with my mom.
2: Oh,
4: yeah, that would mean that would mean the world to me. Because and and she's never she never saw me skate, which is what? just yeah, it's pretty it's pretty incredible.
3: Did she stay so in touch? Did you have she, communication? Yeah,
4: through I think through her a lot of her cancer, she didn't want me to see her ill. So she had gone through remission a couple of times, and th- the last time that she went through remission, which was uh, a two-year stint, I did go to Florida and I spent a couple of weeks with her. Um, and she was quite frail; her mm-hmm. body was pretty eaten up. Um, you know, she had had ovarian cancer, which had spread quite quickly, so a lot of her insides had been taken out, and this, that, and the other. So it was sh- she was living a difficult life. Um, so I luckily got to spend a couple of weeks with her. Um, when I was 16 and then a couple months later, once I turned 17, I got a phone call from my grandfather who had said you best get to Florida cause she's not doing well. The scary thing is, is that she had walked herself into the hospital on a Tuesday saying to the doctor, I don't feel very well. Something's wrong. And by Wednesday afternoon, she was, she couldn't speak. She couldn't see, she could hear, wow. she couldn't smell anymore. It took her that fast. It had gone to her spine and her brain. So it's... Um, Did you
3: make your peace with her? Did you have a chance 100%. to have those big chats about why mom, why, why, aunt, never, uh, why aren't you there? We never...
4: No, I never had the chance to... I never had the chance to, to speak with her in regards to why. I never felt that I needed to. Because um, as kids, we're resilient, right? We don't know any different. Mm. You mm. don't know your situation. You don't know your parents' situation. That's just your life. But one... I got the call to come to Florida because she was, uh, you know, they were worried she was going to pass quite quickly. I sat with her um, for about 12 hours and I just held her hand. And again, she knew who I was at that point because they had announced when I walked into the room and she tried to sit up and she hadn't moved for a couple of days.
3: And were you her only child, Matt? Yes.
4: Yeah. So I, I knew in my heart that she knew that I was there. And I just, I sat there and I held her hand for, like I said, 12, 12 14 hours and that was enough for me. I think wow. we you, you can speak through your spirit and yeah. you can speak through your soul and I will never I will never forget the, those those 12 hours. So wow. I never felt like I needed to um, have that time and have that conversation and may, you know and maybe that's for the best. I've never made her accountable for that. Oh. Yeah, I'd, I've never needed to forgive her over that because it just was something that I understood. Yeah.
3: And your dad was solid and strong in your life.
4: My dad is an amazing man. To be able to take a three-year-old child back in the 70s on their own and make it work, you know, I think that's pretty incredible. Through my skating, you know, the amount of money that my parents spent and the commitment, you know, they could have put me through law school two or three times. So I think it's, I, I owe them a lot and I owe them my career at the end of the day. So it's, yeah, it's, well you know I'm what, very when you, fortunate.
3: When you take to the ice with age and you start rewriting, you know, the TV mm. history books at least, and you start representing your community, all of that hard work and money, all those driving you to the ice rinks at mm. God knows what time of the day, that all pays itself back, Matt.
4: It does. That does. Wow, um, that's that's pretty, inc- I haven't thought of that.
3: So, so Ben, if, your turn now. If you could partner with anyone in history to do so, anything,
2: who would it be? Matt Evers. Matt Evers. <laughs> uh, strictly 2020. Get me back. Um, so, oh, man, it's obviously it's amazing what you do. Mine's going to sound so rubbish because it's just very, I think, quite trivially and stupidly sometimes. It's going to offend a lot of people here. Uh, it's going to be Jesus. We do a magic show together because I would genuinely go back there Figure out what he was doing.
4: Oh my god, I would so buy a ticket.
2: There we go. <laughs> Do you know what? To like, turn water into wine. Yeah. So I've had. Ben, this, that's brilliant. We haven't even I've got had... started on the bread, babe. Yeah. <laughs> In my recent show, I made. I'm gluten free. But I had, I've had this theory, and a few magicians have thought about this, and I, I'm going to caveat this with uh, I apologize if I offend, offend anybody who is religious, but. I actually just. I know what you're going to say there, there is potential. a theory that what if some of the things that were documented in the Bible. What if they were born of trickery? What mm. if there were illusions and people were using it to to create a, a following? It'd be really interesting. A faith, to go, yeah. To create to go back there and go, come on, what's it all about? What's going on? The idea that you could take fish and bread and make multiple bread appear. Well, what if there was some sort of special box or prop or design that you put in a half a loaf? You open it and there were more. That well, we we, we magicians do that all day long.
3: Well, I love I love both of your ideas of partners that you would like mm. to spend mm. some some time with. Mm. Ben, you are a magician, so you get to delight and amuse people on, on a regular basis. But I wanted to ask you both, when was the last last time in your real lives that you had what you would describe as a truly magic moment? Ooh. Hmm. Aside from the birth of your children, oh. your magic moment. Oh, gosh. Go on, you go, go, on, you go first. I think my ben magic stopped. moment
4: was the phone call I got this summer from ITV to say, hey, we'd love you back for this coming series of Dancing on Ice and how do you feel about same-sex partnerships? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think it's great. Well, we'd we'd love for you to do it. And I broke down in tears. Did oh. you, Matt? I did. Oh. At 43 years old, a crying man at three o'clock in the afternoon. I, yeah, it was it was a real moment. I think just because, you know, like we discussed earlier, it's something that growing up, Especially my generation um, or our generation, we yeah. didn't have those role models. No. Nah. You know, you, you would see like Mr. Rogers and you were like, oh, he's, why does, why does he live by himself? Yeah. You know, and, and it was not that it was ever implied that he was yeah. a part of the community or that he was gay, but it was, there was always those sort of questions of, you know, why do these people on television not, why are they not married? Mm-hmm. And that was where it ended. The, you know the conversation so the fact that i am now a part of something that youth adults can look to for well
3: it's representation isn't yeah. It? Uh, yeah, it's yeah yeah i think making it's making them visible and accepted yeah as part of the wider society yeah that and they that they can look and at and we live in a very woke bubble here in london mm. but uh, you know when you go out and you tour and you travel and you you experience different cultures i mean there are still countries that will stone people to death mm. yes. for being homosexual.
4: Yeah. Like I said, uh, the responsibility that I feel to the community to make, to not make this a circus, to to make it normal, you know, is something that I am definitely feeling. I feel probably more so than anybody that I've ever partnered uh, previously. This is, this is, this means more to me than anything. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be very honest. I'm an American and I'm very sheltered. I have a, I've had a great career in England. You know, I, not that I've been spoiled, but I've been looked after a lot while, whilst i've been here and when we are in the states yes uh, it's not accepted in every city and every you know in every state but people just kind of just turn a blind eye you never have to pretend to be i've, something I've, I've never well, had east coast pretend. west
3: coast is, is is as liberal as as you would hope yes
4: but being in the middle america not so not you the, know the like bible belt the bible is, belt is, which is where i grew up yeah. you know
3: and and to be totally
4: honest with you when i came out um and especially the past couple of years especially this year with what's happening I've seen a separation in my immediate not immediate family my extended family have you really? Yeah. so my aunts and some of my aunts and my uncles have blanked me on Facebook this, this
2: particularly no. this, this year yeah because it's, now it's more in and especially and I don't want to is it like politics, we accept
3: who you are but we don't want it to being, know about it we, we don't love, want it so public
2: we
4: love you but we don't love who you are and it was something that my one of my uncles, my on my dad's side, he was the, the youngest uncle was gay um, and he was shunned from the family. You know, this was back in the, the 50s and the 60s. And he he passed away when I was in my 20s. And I remember saying to my dad, and like, it absolutely kills me that the, that Uncle Jimmy passed away without knowing the love of his own mother the love his own, of his own family.
3: But also, Matt, to be able to be in love with a partner and to be able to walk down a road mm. and hold that man's hand mm. and kiss in public and that be okay and just to, yeah. to enjoy the freedom that heterosexual people do without right. people yeah. reacting and responding yeah. in a negative
2: fashion. Absolutely.
3: So, Ben, yes. you've had time to consider this. Yeah, I have. So Your ch- magic moment, not y- the kids, yeah. not the dog.
2: Yeah, it's not the dog, and it's not going to be anything work-related, because there's more important things than that. And do you know what it is? I was really thinking, I was thinking, what is it? Is it our wedding day? Is it... And actually, do you know what? About two weeks ago, I know this sounds, know this sounds really, really basic, but about two weeks ago, uh, we just had a brilliant Sunday. So like, I know it sounds really silly, but we just got up, me and my wife, my kids, we took the dog for a walk, and we just cooked dinner, and we were just on our own. And there's, as you know, like you get swamped in this stuff, where you kind of get bothered by, oh, I'm doing this show. Uh, are people going to like me? Is this going to happen? And you get into this silly thing with our industry of where's yeah. my next work going to come from? A horrible that. internal dialogue. Yeah, a constant negative, toxicness. And I always think I've always think of it like a stock price, right? We're all these little individual stock prices going yeah. up, going down, and you go, oh, am, I gonna, am I going to? Am I going to? How long am I going to do? Am I going to have to get a proper job one day? So, was, but anyway, like the other day because of the way work is that everything's just kind of falling and I just kind of had this Sunday and I sat down with the wife I just went that was just brilliant it was just simple we just had food like my, my family the sun was shining I know it's like there's nothing to that but just there's the there's everything to but that but the happiness Agreed, of just this. and and I'm at this point now where that for me the more time that I can just do that that's it I'm like I don't need any of the bells and whistles just the simplicity of it and maybe that's a maturity thing I don't know it just feels like that those things now are what I start to really appreciate and yeah. feel gratitude about.
3: But so that, you know. that that shows massive emotional growth, doesn't it? <laughs> the fact that we start out in this industry and we're so amb- mm-hmm. and you know it's, ambitious. it's 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 wonderful to be ambitious, and I hate people that find a negativity to the word ambition because mm. I think you should always want you know to fulfil and better yourself. Mm. But sometimes to find peace in the simplest pleasures, mm, like you know, for me sometimes it's Sunday night and my son's in bed. There's something brilliant that I haven't started yet on Netflix. There's a great bottle of red and a cheese board. I just Oh, I'm coming over, girl. Come on (laughs) over. Open up that front door. I am there. That, for me, is just some of the most... And then I know that I can just roll into bed, cheesed off to the max. (laughs) Crazy dreams. Crazy dreams. Stink like hell. (laughs) On the right side of tipsy. I'm ready to start the week. And sometimes you just need that downtime. So... I think that's wonderful. Oh. Can I thank you both for, <laughs> seriously, a you. truly interesting uh, a, a conversation that went all over the place today. Mm. I've loved talking to you. I wish you the very, very best of luck on the ice. Uh, Matt, go make history.
2: Thank you. Ben, thank you so much.
3: make some magic happen on <laughs> that ice. <laughs>
2: yeah. I might be back home on a and Sunday before, I think. Well,
3: just enjoy. Well, just think, the longer you stay in the competition, the more you can sleep in hotels, the more you don't have to get up to a newborn baby. Yes. I'm sorry, that's really anti-feminist because your wife really needs you at home right now. <laughs> but I would do the same in your shoes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, thank you, as always, for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, we're on social. You can contact us on Twitter and on Instagram. As always, this episode has been produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Kate and Mars for yahoo.co.uk and edited by Callum Goddard. We'll see you next week and don't forget, if you like music, check out the man that made it, Andy Bell. Uh, You can find his music with Oasis and Rhyme in all your usual music outlets. Do as we do and drink responsibly and enjoy your run-up to the big day. Ho, ho, ho! I'll see you next week.